Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scuffins Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Wednesday night here with an episode. We are talking what is better for fat loss, cardio or lifting weights, aerobic work or jack and steel. Uh, technical terms, I guess, aerobic versus anaerobic exercise or anaerobic work. Um, it, with a asterisk, when I say anaerobic stuff, it's not just confined to lifting and moving weight around. There is other things that do fit into that bucket, which we'll dive into yeah, in more detail. But just responding to the questions that you have sent me um, over the past year, you know, where would I spend my time, effort, energy in terms of if I wanted to be lean? Would I spend more time doing aerobic work, more time on weights? What's the split? What's the percentage? You know, should you do cardio before you lift weights or vice versa after? Uh, and I'm going to kind of break down the difference between the two and hopefully paint a picture for you that, you know, obviously makes sense. I think there's a, a time and place for everything. But really, the question we should ask is, you know, what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish in terms of, you know, how your body looks and how your body performs? Is performance the goal? Is aesthetics the goal? Is there, you know, some kind of, you know, marriage of those two in between? I think obviously then they all of us want to look, you know, a certain way, but some people obviously want to be leaner than others. And for some people, it's easier than others. Some people want to build mass. And the frustrating thing that I hear a lot of times is people will message me and say, hey, Jeremy, I'm this tall, I weigh this, but I want to be, you know, I want to put on muscle, but I also want to drop 5% body fat, which we've already touched on other podcasts, you know, unless you're literally the novice level, um, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, past, you know, the initial beginner gain stage, I, there's no way, and anybody can correct me here, you can shoot me a message, you can, you can send somebody to, to come help me. That I am going to be able at this point in my life. I'm a 36 year old man. I'm six foot two. I weigh 217, 18, 19, 20 pounds, uh, depending on how many cookies I put in my face. And uh, there's no way at this point I'm going to get bigger and leaner at the same time. I would argue even probably taking the best drugs. I don't think it is possible. So that's why we touch on this. You know what is better for fat loss and understanding that you have to be crystal clear on your goals of what you're trying to do. Either you're trying to get leaner or you're trying to get bigger, you're not going to do those two things at the exact same time. Now, over an extended period of time, we can change composition and things like that, but understanding what the goal is, I think, is more important for me to answer the question, you know, what should I spend my time doing in terms of training? Now, to go into detail in terms of the, you know, cardio and aerobic stuff, oh, and before I forget, for you guys watching on YouTube, welcome. You can tell I'm in my home office. If uh, by some means you hear a dog go crazy, um, it's my dog, which is sitting right behind me, actually. Um, and she's just protecting me from animals, the elements, or the UPS guy, or FedEx, or if my wife comes home, she typically goes berserk. So I apologize if you hear a dog going crazy. But to break down the, the cardio aspect of it, or the aerobic uh, aspect of it, let's just dive into the basics here. Most of you know these things, but I'm just going to recap here and then give you my prescription at the end. The, your cardio work or your aerobic exercise is exercise that is usually lower in intensity and done for you know longer durations. Uh, one of the most popular protocols we prescribe to people in terms of lower intensity if you're stuck in a hotel gym, we call them big boy walks. Uh, it's basically you get on a treadmill, you put the incline on 15 and you start at a speed of like anywhere from like 2.2 all the way up to like 3.5 if you could take it. Now we say don't use your hands if possible. If you really need to for a split second, grab it. But we say no hands whatsoever. Um, and it, again, it's lower intensity. The incline is, you know, 
it is taxing, but you can still have a conversation and talk to somebody next to you. So meaning your heart rate is not going super crazy. And at the end of, you know, 30 minutes, if you can make it to 45 or 60 minutes, uh, you would be dripping sweat. Most of those protocols we suggest maybe 20 to 30 minutes. That's probably ideal. That is, again, a lower intensity activity. It's not super taxing on the joints. It's not going to crush your central nervous system. Uh, you can do it for you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes. If you put that incline even down a little bit more, like maybe a 10 incline at a 2.5 speed, you can probably do that thing for hours. It's just like a, a slow, gradual hike. That's what we're talking about. And so like the cardio work that you're doing there or like the aerobic exercise, it primarily uses fat for the energy. You guys hear what I'm saying? So that kind of activity uses fat as the energy source based on you know kind of where your heart rate is falling and we'll get into a little bit more detail of that later so some of those uh, exercises again include things like maybe light jogging uh, light biking um, you know light hiking even I'm trying to think of like a big box gym uh, elliptical uh, probably would do the same thing um, and again just your normal walking you go walk your dog you do mall walking anything like that that would be kind of your lower intensity stuff. Even when you're, even if you went like in the circuit style, which I do this a lot of my recovery days, uh, I might just you know walk on the air runner uh, for a minute or like a light jog on the air runner for a minute, and then I'll go through like a mobility flow for a minute. Then I might go, uh, you know, just a light, a very light basic ski, nothing crazy. I'm you know pacing well over two minutes. It's just to get my body moving back to a mobility flow. These are lower activity things where I can set the clock for like an hour and just kind of flow through stuff. And again, I might be sweating at the very end of it just because of an hour of activity, but there's nothing that's taxing my nervous system and my heart rate's not getting up to, you know, 130, 140, 150, 160. My heart rate is, you know, relatively low. If it reaches 130 for a split second, that would be kind of the extent of it. So again, now, all those things I mentioned, you could probably, you know, do them in a high intensity capacity. But for the most part, we're talking about things that uh, keep you in a lower heart rate that, are, again, are not taxing on the body and you can do for long periods of time. So when we talk about aerobic work, that is kind of where we fall there. Now, the next one on the list, we're talking the lifting or your jack and steel, your, your moving weights or your anaerobic exercise which is they're almost one and the same but there's other things that fall into that anaerobic kind of window and these are the high intensity activities you guys are going to do typically done for shorter periods of time and short bursts and the main energy source you guys are going to use is your glycogen which comes from obviously you know glucose produces it and your glycogen is what you guys will have there so um, that's what we're going to talk about there when you guys are training in that you know kind of you know anaerobic zone if you will in terms of that activity the body doesn't really rip through or break down of the fatty acids enough uh, to use as fuel during the workout instead your body is basically using all the muscle glycogen you have and your ATP stores are the main fuel source that's why like when you're doing high activity it's draining the glycogen it's emptying that ATP and that's and when I'm saying high intensity exercise I'm talking like when you're deadlifting when you're squatting when you're doing thrusters when you're doing burpees when you're pushing a sled when you're sprinting if you're really biking on an assault bike like if you guys have ever ridden one it's the, one of the worst things in the world you can do uh, if you really ski whether it's ski sprints or you're doing like you know like a, a 500 meter or like a, a 1k sprint same thing for a row you can do them a little bit longer activity wise I would even consider like you're rowing a 2k if you're if you're booking it that's in that kind of you know anaerobic exercise even though it's 
is that a short burst? I guess your heart rate is going to be completely jacked. And yeah, I would consider if you're rowing a 2K under seven minutes, that's you're you're moving. That would be an, an anaerobic exercise where the body isn't just breaking down for fat. It's literally draining your life of all its energy. And so that's why I say, you know, it's not just lifting versus cardio. It's, it's kind of like a blanket term. People say, what's better? Should I lift weights or do cardio? Well, it's, it's kind of like anaerobic versus aerobic exercise. And there's kind of some marriage between the two. And so just to, to be crystal clear here, for a lot of people, the we've talked about this before on the podcast, the idea of like the fat burning zone is that if you exercise inside a specific, you know, heart rate, you know, maybe for most people, well, let's say 70% of what your max heart rate is. Some people may be lower, maybe 65, maybe 60, somewhere in that, that kind of range. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me. You're going to burn a higher percentage of calories from fat in that range. And that is a true thing. So I don't want to, you know, say like, well, Jeremy said the fat burning zone is bullshit. No, the, the fat burning zone is real and you're going to burn a higher percentage of calories from fat when you train in that zone. So like if you're walking on your, your treadmill for, you know, 30 minutes, you're going to burn a higher percentage of your calories. Why doing that is going to be from fat where if you're doing something like maybe the assault bike sprints, like little 10 cal sprints, if we said, okay, in every 30 seconds, you got to get at least 10 calories in the assault bike. Um, you're going to burn a lower percentage of the calories from fat during that because you're draining the glycogen and you're draining ATP if you guys are following me here. So the fat burning zone is real. Um, I don't want you to believe that it's not, but I'm going to touch on in a second like why that's not the whole picture. And so for a lot of you saying, well, that sounds great, Jeremy. I'd rather just you know burn fat than burn anything else. But the lower your heart rate is, again, the higher percentage of calories will be fat burned if you're with me here. Now the key is saying it's the percentage of calories. You're actually gonna burn the highest percentage of calories from fat while you sleep, if you really think about it, right? Like, I, again, we get so wrapped up in like, oh, in our workout we burned, and that's why I'm at a huge, and again, we can touch on like uh, interval trackers and things like that later on, which I like some of those things for sure, but I don't like them for when people are, and that's why I'm not a huge fan of like the my zone shit they put on the board, like, oh, Jenny burned, 276 calories this workout. Well, Susie burned, you know, 319. So her work was so much better. A, it doesn't take into account like form and things that do really matter. But we get so hung up on the calories we burn during during a workout like that. Some people will even ask that. They'll come in and say, well, in, in the workout I used to do, I'd burn this many calories. And in your workout, I only burn this many calories. I'm like, well, you used to work out for 75 minutes and you know, most of it looked like horse shit. You come here and you work out for 33 minutes and you look like a rock star. So there is things outside of that, but yet we get married to how many calories we're burning inside this workout window when in the reality is we burn most of our calories in our normal life. And the highest percentage of calories from fat is why we sleep because our heart rate is the lowest at that time. It's in the... I guess, you know, kind of quote unquote, maybe the, the, the fat burning zone, I guess, if you will, right? Uh, not really, but it's like your heart is low at that time and you're just sleeping and you're laying there and your body is burning fat it's not burning, uh, you know, glycogen. It's not, ATP is not happening while you sleep unless you have some, you know, crazy erratic sleep patterns. But in all seriousness, if you believe in the fat burning zone is the best thing for fat loss, then you basically should try to just sleep away your fat. If that makes sense, right? Like if you really believe like you should live in the fat burning zone, you might as well just try to sleep while you're fat. Because again, 
when you guys are, are burning a, a higher percentage of calories from fat, that sounds super sexy. The problem with the thinking of that is you burn more calories when you're doing higher intensity activities. So overall, you're creating a bigger deficit when you're doing high intensity interval training, when you're jacking steel, when you're doing these big compound movements. So even though like the high intensity exercise burns a lower percentage of fat during the workout, it burns more total calories. And I think that's, if you're going to listen to anything in this podcast at all, that's the, the sentence you need to hear. Even though when you're doing high intensity exercise, like pushing a sled, doing an assault bike, doing burpees, doing thrusters, deadlifting, squatting, benching, overhead pressing, farmer's carries, all the real, the real tough shit, right? Like the things that are really going to tax your body. Um, you do burn a lower percentage of fat during those workouts, but you burn more total calories while you are doing that. And the important thing to remember is during exercise, the goal is to create a deficit in the body if fat loss is what we're chasing. So we want to burn as many fucking calories as possible. To me, in, in the shortest amount of time we can, the more calories you burn overall, the more fat you're going to lose. And that's something to remember. The more calories you burn overall, the more fat you're going to lose. Yeah, some other things might come from it, but so what? I would rather burn 900 calories in a high-intensity workout and have them come from you know multiple directions as opposed to, well, I burned you know 300 calories and most of them were from fat. Well, I'd rather burn the 900 than burn just the 300 in the quote-unquote fat-burning zone, if you follow me. And obviously, your activity level, how you train, exercise, you know, is best used to create, you know, this, you know, kick-ass, you know, metabolic environment, so your nutrition can kind of, you know, rock with you in terms of fat loss. And I think that's the other, the key component to this. All of this stuff is a mood point if you're eating like shit and your body's in a surplus. If your body is not in a caloric deficit, it does not matter. You're not going to lose fat. You you just aren't. And that we have to say that here. It's like you can't it's it's a very simple concept you guys have to be eating at a calorie deficit and have the macros match up if the goal is fat loss and in my opinion there is nothing better than high intensity exercise to get lean and if you think of it this way like do you really think like the lady who is walking on the treadmill for an hour you know, at insert your big box gym in the fat burning zone is going to be a lot fitter than, let's say, LeBron James, uh, you know, going through a basketball practice? Of course not. Now, obviously, I know those are, you know, two different examples, but like one of them is doing high intensity. And to me, basketball is the essence. I'll even give you a realistic one. Take a take a dude who's walking on the treadmill um, at, at your big box gym, just a normal guy walking in the fat burning zone for 45 minutes, or the guy who's inside the gym playing pickup basketball with his homies. Basketball is the essence of interval training. It really is. It's a lot of start and stop. It's quick bursts. It's movements. You're jumping, you're moving laterally dynamically. It's putting, it's taxing on the body. So that's why I can only play once a year. Cause I think I'll, I'll pull a rip or tear or something. But point being is I think the high intensity work is the best for obviously fat loss because overall you're going to burn more calories in a smaller amount of time and create a bigger deficit to allow you to obviously, you know, eat different foods and put you in a bigger, uh, you know, caloric hole than if you were just living in the fat burning zone. But again, I don't want to get on here and kind of demonize and make it sound like doing low intensity exercise and activity is completely worthless because I don't believe it is. Uh, I believe everything has a place and everything should fit into your training. Like I mentioned earlier, um, 
I do the low intensity stuff on certain days. Um, on a side note, the, the biggest problem with, you know, high intensity training and interval training and, and Metcons and all the stuff that, you know, a lot of the stuff that we share on Instagram and prescribe is that it beats the shit out of you, man. It really does. Um, it crushes uh, your muscles. Uh, it, it can be hard on your joints if you do it wrong and if you do it too often and you don't take rest and you it really beat up your body. And it's really hard on your CNS, man. Like, I can't tell you how rough it is on your central nervous system if you've never really trained all out. Like, I, the example I give is I remember we were in this little mix and I was doing a lot of just being, I'm a dude. So first of all, I'm a man and I'm stupid and I have to do a lot of things wrong in a row to learn. And I don't know if that'll ever change. It's probably just being a male. I think we're stubborn as shit. And uh, when we really got into, and I'm talking deep into rowing uh, and skiing, not really the assault bike. I've always hated it. And uh, if I'm going to ride the, if I'm going to do like a one minute max in the assault bike, I know I'm going to feel like shit and I know I'm going to die. But when I was really rowing, uh, like really getting into it, just improving, going after PRs, and we all get kind of that PR sickness. You know, some people get it with deadlifting or you're snatching and some people get it with rowing and the, the uh, concept two people are their own kind of cult uh, in itself. But point being, as I was rowing, like I was going off like, like my what's my 1K PR, what's my 2K PR, what's my 5K PR, and I was rowing so much and so hard and not really taking adequate rest in between, admittedly being stupid. I remember I went and got my blood work done, and they're like, man, uh, your, your white blood cell count is low. Like, what, what, you know, do you feel sick? I'm like, no, I don't like we'd be doing anything different. I'm like, well, I've just been rowing. And they're like, well, rowing wouldn't really do that. I'm like, I don't think you guys get it. I'm like, I really row. Like I'm rowing like a 2k at six minutes and 30 seconds. Like I'm, and I get off and like, I want to blow my brains out. Like I'm skiing, you know, a 1k at, you know, three minutes and five seconds. Like I'm getting off and I'm coughing, like I'm going to die and I'm laying on the floor. Like, so point being is that high intensity work, things like that, are really taxing, not only on the muscles, but on your body as a whole, uh, on your immune system, on your central nervous system. And I've shared the story before, uh, and BJ Kadur has as well. Uh, when you, like, at Men's Health, when you're really filming, uh, not not the fake fitness, we, I call it fake fitness, right? Like, so when you're filming just these short workout clips and you're doing exercises, yeah, you sweat and, it, and it's hard, but it's relatively easy. You're, you're filming movements for like maybe 30 seconds to a minute, then you'll take a pause, you'll reset the camera, we'll film the next movement. So it's not a full follow along workout. Those are, are easy for me to do. I would, you know, for the amount of money you get paid for that stuff, I would do that all day long. It, it's fun. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Now, the full follow along uh, training programs, the ones where you are actually working out with us. Those things kick the shit out of you. And that is when I think of like high intensity interval stuff, Metcon, that is what I'm thinking of because what we're doing, and that's why I say you can't do it every single day because it is demanding on the body. We would film those like, you know, people's like, hey, welcome to video number one. Now, the reality is like this was like the, the third workout we did for the day of like a 60 minute fucking Metcon and you want to blow your brains out and you're, you can't, you're going to get sick something's going to go like your body just can't recover. And if you guys are training like that seven days a week doing Metcon stuff and always giving a hundred percent effort, you're not going to make it very long. And to me, that's why I always say play the long game in this because you can't do that stuff, especially if you're over the age of probably 30. I don't, I don't think it's possible. You have to be realistic. And there's some days where you're going to floor it. And there's some days where you're just going to cruise. And that's why 
that's one of the downfalls of high intensity work. Yeah, it's great for fat loss and, and things happen quickly, but it, it makes it difficult to work out, you know, for long periods of time, consecutive days in a row. In fact, I wouldn't advise it. Um, I don't mind people if they want to come in five days a week, six days a week to our place, that's cool. And maybe three or four of the days you really punch it. And two of the days, not that you're not trying, but you might be just going through the motions or you're picking your spots. Like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna crush it here on, you know, uh, dumbbell thrusters. And on the assault bike, I'm just going to cruise. And then there's days you're just going to come in, you're just going to black out and, you know, test your pain cave and see how hard you can go. But you can't do that every single day. And I would advise against it because it's stupid and you're going to burn out. You're going to get sick. You're going to do more damage to your body than good. And we, we need to all be in this for the long haul. And I think that's the, the game is, you know, how hard can we work in the, the shortest context possible? Be smart about it. Save our joints so we can be fit when we're 60, 70, 80, 94 years old. I wouldn't want to be like, well, man, you know, Jeremy used to be super fit and now his body's all beat to shit because he did all this, you know, dumbass stuff. And again, I don't know where to draw the line for you guys, but just know if you're feeling when we say when your fitness is stealing your fitness is when you're doing stuff that's so high intensity, it, it's wearing your body down. And I, and I don't want any of you guys to be guilty of that. So when we're burning calories, um, in the low intensity work, it's great. and It's amazing. Most of it's from fat. Obviously, if you can, you know, train high intensity the days you can train high intensity and the example I always give is like you know if you're going to do something on those days off even going for in again I think we really underestimate the power of walking like an hour-long walk for some people can burn two three four hundred calories um, and again a majority of that coming you know from being fat which is amazing so it's, it's walking is one of your greatest fat loss protocols especially when you're you're just you're jacked up, and so I do actually like walking on our air runners. Uh, I actually do like you know doing big boy walks so within reason. Um, when the weather's great out here, like it's becoming now, I like to walk outside. I put on a podcast and I just walk. Um, and again, I might build in some mobility flows and other things to that. But walking is amazing. And so what I would say to you guys, if you're out there and you're lifting, and for me, if you guys have followed me for any amount of time, you know I'm lifting on like a like four days a week of like legit loading. And then even today, which is kind of like my active recovery day, I'll throw in some basic shit, you know, calf raises, uh, bicep curls, T-Rex face pulls, some mobility stuff. So basic things, but I'm, I'm lifting for four legit days. And then I'm typically doing, uh, you know, and I'll, and I'll throw in little finishers, right? So on these days, like some little Metcon protocols, sometimes it's two minutes, sometimes it's 10 minutes, whatever. Um, and then obviously on Sunday, I die with our people. And then, uh, you know, one day like today's, you know, a little bit lighter for me, a little bit easier. And then on Saturday, it's just kind of a mixed bag. It just depends on how I feel, but typically it's, uh, maybe some weak point training and going over some lower intensity stuff. So for you guys listening out there, depending on your training schedule and what you're doing, if you're doing, you know, let's say, you know, metabolic work three days a week. So three days a week, you're just, you're crushing in the gym. If you can squeeze in an extra, you know, one, two, three, you know, lower intensity days between your Metcon days or between kind of your, you know, lifting and jacking steel days, I think that's going to have a huge impact and a very positive impact on your overall fat loss and weight loss. The other times I would really suggest doing lower intensity work is if you guys have some nagging injuries, things that are bothering you. Um, especially, uh, if it's, you know, Hey, knee, hip, ankle stuff, shoulder stuff where you, you can't really get after it. Literally just doing, you know, setting the clock, just kind of zoning out and doing that lower intensity work is going to burn fat. Um, 
on my active rest days, like I mentioned, or we call them like kind of blood flow recovery days, uh, on days you're doing mobility, I think are amazing as well. Because for a lot of people, they're too lazy and mobility is too boring for them to actually, you know, stick with it. So what I would suggest is, you know, set the clock, do, you know, five minutes of mobility work, five minutes of lower intensity aerobic work, five minutes of mobility work, back to five minutes of lower intensity aerobic work. That's probably the easiest way to do it. So to round this out, which is very simple, basic podcast for you guys, if you can do high intensity training, if you can lift weights, um, if you can get after it and crush it, you know, if you have access to an assault bike, a row, a ski, and again, body weight stuff is fine. Uh, you know, if you want to do burpees and get into that world, it's fine too. But if you can do the high intensity, you know, metabolic work, whether it be as, as crazy as Tabatas, um, even things like, you know, pushing sleds and sprinting or just, you know, picking up heavy shit, do that. And do it as often as you feel comfortable and do it as often as you can squeeze it into your program and that you feel good doing it. I would make that the hub or like the main priority. If you don't love just, you know, going there doing basic boring lifting, I think that's okay. I would tell you guys to do some form of metabolic conditioning means like you're doing some dumbbell work, you're probably pushing a sled, you have access to like, and again, we love the bike and the row and the ski, and you're mixing in some body weight intervals and stuff like that, but you're doing it at a, at a higher intensity pace where you leave there um, sweating. There's some days where you're breathing super hard and you're questioning your sanity because you're like, man, this sucks shit. I would do that and make that a priority in your training. And if you you know go through the week and you've maxed out the days that you can really push your body and do that high intensity work, um, and or you're feeling sore or run down or your schedule doesn't permit for you to get to the gym, um, squeeze in a couple of those lower intensity sessions, man. You know, go for a walk, walk your dog, go play with your kids. You know, just bullshit kind of shoot you know basketball hoops in your driveway. Go ride your bike. You know, do a couple cannonballs in the pool. Just do things that you enjoy. Like, and that's what we always say. Like when fitness is the outcome of the activity not the goal that's when we truly become fit like we you can just go you know if again i always use podcasts i'm actually on a, on a huge heavy audio book kick right now i'm actually going through uh chris hogan's uh everyday millionaires which is really just a updated version of the millionaire next door which uh i read when it came out but again i've been listening to that and i'm like it just helps me i listen to it while i foam roll and then I'm like, okay, well, I foam rolled enough. I'm kind of bored now. I'm just going to get on the assault bike. And when I say get on the assault bike, I'm talking like like I'm beach cruising on it. I'm not, I'm not doing it to kill myself. I'm doing it probably, you know, six, seven cows a minute. Nothing real crazy. I can still talk to somebody next to me, and I'm just chilling. And I think if fat loss is truly the goal, make Metcon work, make high-intensity work and lifting kind of the hub of what you do. So that's the the meat, that's the steak at your dinner. And then make that lower-intensity stuff be the asparagus and the Brussels sprouts or the $37 lobster mac and cheese you get at Mastro's. Uh, I'm kidding. But please, like, make that stuff the hub and then do the lower-intensity stuff, obviously, around there. And, and be smart about it and pick your spots. Take the rest days as you have to. But my two cents is very few of us ever have to take a day completely off. And yeah, I hate the Grand Canyon this year, rim to rim to rim. And uh, yeah, for like a day, I didn't do shit. Really for like two days, I was just a complete train wreck. So for like two days, I couldn't do anything. But I hiked 50 miles in the biggest hole in the earth that exists uh, in about 48 hours or less. So yeah, that's why I did it. Other than that, like I can always go for a walk. I can always go do something fun. And to me, creating that deficit, you know, creating, uh, you know, the more calories we can just burn and let the body move and, and just keep our mobility going, the better off we're going to be. But at the end of it all, 
it comes down to you know creating a caloric deficit and having a negative energy balance and you should try to create a caloric deficit or an energy deficit every single day and the most efficient easy way possible would be making your metabolic work or your lifting be the hub of what you're doing sprinkling in the lower intensity stuff around there and just moving your body man and and doing things that you need to do so you can be strong and move good and feel good and also doing things that you just like to do i think we really just get so lost in that we get so tied up and fitness has to be you know about fat loss and fitness has to be about muscle building and and i get that like i i live in it i'm i'm very very deep in it but as the older i get i realize like what is it worth if all that shit just dies in the gym and we we only do it there we don't do it anywhere else i just feel the more you can literally just enjoy what you're doing as activity outside of the stuff that you know you do in the gym i think you're going to be leaner healthier and happier overall and obviously if you come into our space or do the, the workouts that we share some of them you know look fun and some of them are completely miserable and they're terrible um but that's for a goal it's to get you from point a to point b it's the days outside of that you can be you know a little bit you know less crazy with your training and take it easy on your body while still burning calories and putting yourself in a deficit so you can be the leanest you know version of yourself within reason so to answer the question what is better cardio or weights for fat loss or aerobic versus anaerobic work and in my opinion if you have to pick one i would go with the you know weights high intensity pushing sleds sprinting anaerobic work over just the aerobic work because at the end of the day you know the more lean tissue you can put on your body uh as we know you know your muscle basically is your metabolism and you're going to be burning you know more calories at rest you know the more lean muscle mass is hanging on your frame so hopefully that answers the question for you guys i think they both are great i love them both they do have a place but you know where to prioritize if you have specific goals but if you guys have any other questions on this topic or anything surrounding it please shoot me a message i'm happy to record it if you're on itunes right now stop don't be a lazy ass drop us a five star leave a comment i truly would appreciate it if you have your iphone just click the podcast app if you're on your ipad or a macbook just simply click on itunes type in jeremy scott fitness scroll down five star and leave a comment say hey jeremy that's awesome i'm gonna go do an assault bike and crush it you don't have to write that but you guys get the point of it so uh again a lot of other fun stuff coming on the pipe i think i'm going to get my wife on the podcast next Monday, we have a very busy weekend with uh, some business and uh, some friends stuff in town as well. But I think next Monday, we'll get her on the podcast and talk about uh, kind of our nutrition, how we eat, how we prep, plan, what's in our house, what are the things that we must have, what are the things that we avoid. Um, My biggest downfalls, her biggest downfalls, the things that I always need to eat, the things that she always needs to eat, and, you know, kind of how we coexist in the same house together. But if you guys want to hear anything uh, from her and I specifically, that's in that world or completely outside of that uh we're taking requests as well and that'll be the goal is to hopefully get her on once a week or once every other week uh i don't want to bug her too much because i live with her and she might sock me in the face if i do so there's that but anyways you guys hope you enjoyed this and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to i'll talk to you guys soon peace